Ask the podcast coach for July 30th, 2016. Wait, that's not our sound music. Uh, I think it's this one. Shut up and jam! It could be our theme music, but no. That's more Ted Nugent. Hold on a second. Ask the podcast coach for July 30th, 2016. All right! Is he waiting I think the button's stuck. All right. Ask the podcast coach for July 30th, 2016. Everybody was All right, hold on. That's it. If you ever have a song stuck in your head, just start singing that one and it will replace good, everything. The bad, the bad news is you then have Kung Fu fighting stuck in your head. One more time. Ask the podcast coach for July 30th, 2016. Let's get ready there to go. podcast. Now I feel like I'm home. There we go. <laughs> Problems. Yes. Uh, as the podcast coach, uh, we're here every Saturday. Welcome aboard. Keep your arms and hands inside the ride. This is where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting. And joining me over there, the peanut butter to my uh, jelly, uh, the one and only from the average guy.tv, uh, wearing a cool Husker shirt today, Jim Cullison. Representing the University of Nebraska at Lincoln. Well, happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. Good to be back on Ask the Podcast Coach. Wow, we got a weak dance in the chat room. I guess Hold we Hold on. We can fix that. I was doing some chair dancing. That was my official, uh, I believe that's Kermit the Frog. This one? <laughs> um, kind of, yeah. As the headphones comes off. Oh, man, does that make you dizzy? Wow. It, uh, it's a little excitement on a Saturday morning. Maybe too much on a Saturday morning. Well, that's the thing you find out as you're getting, not that I'm old, but I'm getting older. And I was in the pool with my, my great niece and she showed me how she could do somersaults underwater. And I'm like, oh, I can do these. I did two and thought I was going to hurl. And I used to be able to do like a million of those. And I was yeah. like, wow, is this, is this part uh, of the new we're thing? Not, we're not young anymore, Dave. Yeah. But um, uh, our caller went away, unfortunately. Oh, well, well come on back. But I gave a tease. We always do a little bit of pre-show just because you never know if Blab is going to work or not. And I explained how my chair has been ruining my sound. And I get and and Jim, my sound has been kind of you said my favorite word. Boomy. Boomy. And I Boomy. found out why. It is because when I move my chair like this, behind the scenes, previously, my little rack. Let's see if I can get this on camera. I'm ex no, I can't. Boy, that's hard to do. Okay, here's my rack. My chair. Previously, oh, been, been hitting the knobs would hit the compression knob, and all of a sudden, I would sound like this, and I'm really, really boomy. Yeah, and I'm you like, are. what is going on? And I would go over because I have this set up typically to where it only hits the compression light if I get super loud, and that was part of it. And then other knobs were bumped because when I get out of this chair, it automatically swings. It's I don't know why that is. Yeah, but I had it resetting your knobs every time you get up. That's not uh, that. That would be a problem. Yeah, because I was like, because I was with you, and then I had, um, oh, um, God, I can see his face. He does the podcast gear group. Hmm. Why am I drawing a blank? I, that's part of the reason today. I'm on about four and a half hours sleep today. Uh, I had my aunt Betty was in town, and and if you get a bunch of Jacksons together, we will start playing cards, and we just will not quit. Mark Johansson. There we go. I said, dude, you're like approaching the real Brian in 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 levels of bass and, and teeth rattling. And I was like, what's going on? That's when I went, well, how did this get turned up? So I turned it back down. 
like two days later, I'm recording something. I'm like, I still sound kind of boomy. I turn around, I'm like, and then I move my chair. I'm like, that's how it's okay. So I just moved it back a little bit. So it's not off that. And then push it back. So the knobs won't get, uh, won't get turned. Yeah. Get your knobs away from things where the cat or the dog or wine. I've spilled wine on my, (laughs) on my board before. That's never good. And uh, so but uh, if you're you're new to the show, we're here every Saturday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. And uh, there's a little button down there where you can call in. And if you have any kind of questions, just come on down. And it can be super duper. If, if you're like, oh, I shouldn't ask this because everybody knows this. No, this is the place to ask those kind of easy questions. And uh, if you got something more crazy, we'll we'll try to tackle those as well. And uh, Jim and I were talking before we started playing today that there's a new bright, shiny object on the horizon. Watch out. It'll be interesting to see if we all go crazy about it. And I lost the link already, but Heil has come out with a new, why can I not? You cannot highlight a, a thing in your previous chat. You can either pin it or open it. And I don't want to do either, but Heil has come out with a new PR 77. And um, it's, uh, it looks a lot like the frequencies and stuff make it sound like a Heil PR 40. It's just pretty. And it's shiny. it looks like uh, Jimmy Fallon's uh, kind of microphone or a David uh, Letterman back in the day. You know, the big microphone that sits on the desk. And, John, I'm trying to let you in, buddy. They actually use those? I always thought those were just fake. I always think they're fake, too. Although yeah. I, I, I have seen Jimmy Fallon actually pick his up. And I don't know if he's because you never I know. they're fake. Dave. Outside the I shot, really you got did. a shotgun right above I know, his head. Right, right on. They, they run a, you know, they got a, you know, a shotgun mic on them, I think, most times. I, I, don't, I don't think they really use those. Okay, and John is in, which is great. On my on my end, it looks like he's not been accepted yet. Okay, now no, we're. Yeah, we Blab is on like a weird five second delay today. So, Mister Buchanan, first things first. How is your back, my friend? Uh, my back is treating me like a baby treats a diaper. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> no, that's uh, not good. I wasn't sure. Yes, it's uh, it's every once in a while. Like I said, it's just it, it's very tweaky. So I have to be careful. I, I can't make any sudden moves. But thank you for asking. Okay. Uh, I, I have. I don't know if you. I know Dave. You use Audition. Have you had problems with Audition just crashing on you, where you're just editing along, da, 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 and all of a sudden it just disappears? You if, don't get the beach ball of death first. I, I have found it does. It's not predictable, as is all software. But um, I know back on like episode 400 when I was doing the whole Binky and the Wiz thing, and I had all these tracks going and music and sound effects. I had probably like ten tracks of different stuff going on. And smack dab in the middle of it. It just went, and then it's supposed to be able to reopen that, which the first time it did. And then I tried something else and it crashed again. And I finally just rebooted my computer and it seemed to kind of behave. And I tried to not have too much stuff going on. I don't know at the time if my computer wasn't uh, strong enough to handle it or not, but uh, every program I've ever had, I've had Hindenburg hiccup on me. I've had Audition. I've had Audacity. I've had Sony Music Studio. Eventually they all just kind of go, the whole bugs bunny on poison and right yeah the thing for me is it's just been happening more and more lately i wasn't sure if it was like a glitch in the program because i use the cc which is supposedly you get the latest version or something right. like that. and i wasn't sure it was me because like you know you're just cruising along and then all of a sudden it just disappears and you're just like well what happened and then you know you go back and look at it and it's like 20 minutes back and you know i've tried to even tr- use the uh, backups and sometimes they don't work either. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. I was just wondering if it was just me or my computer or something that I had going on here. But no, besides that, that's you know my question. Hmm. Well, I had a question for you sure. when you're because you're using the whole cast thing now for yes. 
uh, the she podcast. So do you just send how many, do you know how many people you can have in a quote cast when you do that? You can have four. four. All right. So what I do with them is uh, I'm their producer, their Sam soundboard guy. So I just sit back there and I listen, I have my mic muted and then I drop into sound effects. Uh, I love cast because uh, just the last, that's what I was at. That's what I was recording or working on this morning when it crashed, but I was working on she podcast last episode. Elsie was at her mother-in-law's house and the kids were watching Apple TV while she was recording wirelessly. Mm. So I was getting a lot of dropout and Skype and I was really, really nervous whether it was going to be good. And so far I'm three quarters of the way through the episode and not one glitch in her audio. Wow. So, uh, you know, where you would have that in Zencaster where you would lose stuff or repeat or st- I haven't had that. I haven't had that with this and nice. I really like it to be honest with you. I even upgraded to the pro version for more. And um, I'm starting to record for other people. You know, if you don't want to get in, if you want to have somebody, you don't want to go through that whole thing. If you want to start a podcast and you just have your microphone at two people and you're having problems this way, you can come in, record with me. I get the audio and then I, I take care of everything. So it's nice. It seems to be something that people are looking for. Not everybody. What's the link to that site? I'm uh, uh, try.a.st. Yeah. I have a little affiliate link in the chat room, but if you go to, yeah, it's, it's try ca.st. So it looks like TriCast, but there's a dot before the ST. I need to set up an affiliate link for that. And you don't really get money. You get hours. Yeah. You get more time, more free time. But uh, yeah, I've used it. I, I used it. It was funny. I will give you a, a fun behind the scenes story. I used it to record uh, Troy Heinrichs from the blacklist exposed. It doesn't work if you don't hit record. So luckily I had a backup. That is of, true. Of, I had the portable recorder going and about, I don't know, five minutes into it, I look up and I go, hey, Troy, um, this is going to be an edit point. I go, I'm going to hit record. So if you see these numbers start changing all of a sudden, that's why. And the only difference between it is because I record in a WAV file and, and cast records in an MP3. When it changes, there's a little more bass to the to my version from that. But other than that, there was almost no. And I, I completely forgot about it until I listened to it like the second time. All of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute. Something ever, and I, again, I'm in a quiet room with headphones. But uh, the funny yes. thing is that you know, usually the she podcast when they uh, they talk, they go, "Okay, uh, we're going to do some news," and they take a little break and they go, "Okay, John, drop the news thing and you know, the news sounder in here," and then they they start again. So now what happens is they're hearing it for the first time, so they giggle like they don't go really nice, clean and crisp. They kind of giggle when it happens. So it's the news you can use. Yes, exactly. Ooh, I wonder if awesome. I can play this. I actually have, if you give me two seconds, I actually have a new, I love grabbing um, drops from the girls. Right. I have an Elsie drop. Give me two seconds. Oh, awesome. Through this. It's a really interesting podcast. It's um the last couple one, they were talking about kind of the life work balance. And uh, Jess has been having some issues and Jess has no filter. She will tell you anything. It's, it's amazing. And so uh, it's, it's a weird, what that does is it's a, it's not forced, but it's instant intimacy. Right. She's just kind of like, she just walks in and just drops her pants and you're like, (laughs) Um, and so it's it's, like a punch. Yeah. This is something it's like a punch. You're like, wow, I can't believe she just said that. But I mean, I mean, not, not in a bad way, but in a, a way that you would think that, you know, somebody wouldn't talk about a subject like that. Right. Nobody would feel that comfortable saying it. And she just puts it out there. And it's, it's, uh, it's really interesting. Did you, did you find your clip? Here it is right here. Yeah. Nice. 
<laughs> awesome. All well, right. Take, Thank you. Take care of your uh, back, my friend. I will. See you, John. Yep. And I'll see you in uh, September, if not sooner, man. A great question out of the chat room, um, except it scrolled out of my way. Basically, I'm going to produce podcasts for clients. Should I have a separate ID for my personal Apple ID? What I do is because, and you can learn from my experience, I used to submit people's shows to Apple through my Apple ID. And now when I log in, I have like 50 things in my podcast connect that app, half of which are all dead because they've pod faded. I mean, this was years ago. I always either a get on Skype and walk people through submitting their own stuff or I ask them for their iTunes ID. I don't want to own their feed anymore. So that's what I, I just like. I'm not going to go buy a bunch of music or anything like that. Um, but I need your Apple ID. So we'll see how uh, John was having problems with his back. Here he comes. Rob Kearns. From hey, Rob. Uh, Morning. How y'all doing today? Good. How are you feeling, buddy? Uh, well, uh, one surgery down, two to go. Nice. So, uh, Excellent. I got to love the... Uh, Kenya Stones, courtesy of the United States military. So they give you some good drugs on the way out. They they did they did, and uh, it, I have a great family, and they've been very helpful this last week and nice. helping me get back up where I need to be. I'm yeah. at sixty so. <laughs> six percent. Beats fifty percent, right? Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask you all this. Um, I I've, I finally found a uh, a podcast network that deals with military asking veterans podcasts. Nice. And I was so stoked, and I reached right out to the guy via Twitter, and uh, I'm not going to say the name of the network. And uh, then he emailed, tw- sent me a Twitter back, and we got on the phone, and they want a hundred dollars a month to list my podcast on their website. And I'm like, what? And they said, well, it also includes booth time if I go to uh, a show where they're set up at. But I mean, how? I mean, I, I'm not going to be at some military yeah. show in Texas and yeah. or, or all around. And I wanted to ask y'all: Have y'all heard of uh, that high of a of a space rental on a website for a podcast to be listed listed as part of a network before? Not unless there's hosting involved. Like if you were paying for my hosting or something, but no just hosting. to be on the website, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, Rob hmm. depends what kind of traffic they're getting. I'll be honest with you. I mean, listen, it's only expensive if there's no value in it. So exactly. If you get a hundred dollars worth of value out of it every month, it's totally worth it. So the question isn't, is it expensive? The question is, is it, does it have value? Right. And so you have to ask yourself that question. Hey, for the hundred dollars a month, if it does what you need it to do and you recoup that hundred dollars worth of value, then yeah, it's the right thing to do. If you're in a spot where you don't, I mean, $100, to be honest, at $1,200 a year, that's one conference for me when I go out on Enterprise and do work. It's one, that's a booth for one conference. So pricing-wise, and we, see that we, we feel like in the, in the enterprise space, that's worth it. The question is, is it worth it to you? So I think you have to ask that question of like, would I, would I recoup $1,200 a year worth of value? I'm thinking you're thinking no, but that's a question you have to ask. Yeah, could well, be. If, if I if I could really see myself like hitting the road and going to a lot of these military vendor type shows right. and stuff that he is getting booths at, I can maybe see that. But I, you know, I'm I'm a civil servant here in North Carolina. Right. I'm not going to be, you know, okay, I'm going to Philly this weekend and I'm going to Dallas next weekend. 
And just, this this would be a perfect opportunity to pitch to a to a vendor, to pitch to a sponsor, and say, "Hey, look, I will do this on your behalf. You you kick in the twelve hundred a year. I mm-hmm. will. This will get you promotion on my podcast. And again, this is different for everybody, but I find for podcasting these situations are perfect. It has a very very fun, you know, a very uh, exact dollar amount for most most companies in their advertising budget. Twelve hundred dollars is nothing." Like they just like they mm-hmm. sneeze that and it goes away. Right. Um, and so, again, your mileage might vary, but this could be a good opportunity to find a vendor and say, hey, I, you can become a sponsor. You pay that. I'll do this. Those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you get the value out of it or, gotcha. or join for, you know, a couple months, give it like two, three months. Look at your numbers and go. They didn't go up or down. And then at that point, it's, you know, it's like, sorry. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly for the individual that's expensive Rob, yeah. for sure. Gotcha. And, uh, Hey, as far as the uh, audition quitting, uh, when I was stationed on Diego Garcia, uh, little Island in the, in the, in the Indian ocean, we were having that problem with audition as well. And what we found out was the Ram we had in our computers wasn't powerful enough for audition. So maybe he's running into that kind of trouble with the new creative cloud. Maybe he needs a little bit more RAM in his computer to push the latest version of Audition because I've seen that happen personally. And uh, believe it or not, you know, Department of Defense, United States Navy, we were using Audacity for about eight months until we could get the RAM out there to upgrade our computers to where we could push Audition. So that might be an issue he's running into right there. Always I don't know. good to check. Always good to check. Awesome. So, so uh, all right. Well, hey, thanks. And, uh, and uh, Dave, thanks for your encouraging words when I went through surgery last week. And uh, this next Friday and Monday, that's two and three. So hopefully we'll get some new episodes of Living the Vet Life out once uh, I can get past all that. There you go, man. We'll hang in there. Thanks, buddy. Cool. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. Hey, Rob. Take care. We'll see you. I had a situation this week on the Gallup podcast where uh, I had a guest. I actually had two guests scheduled. And a week ago, one of the guests dropped out. And then day of the podcast, and I've never had this happen before, and it was just probably a miscommunication. Day of the podcast, the guest I had scheduled didn't show. Oh, and we waited and waited and waited, and I pinged him and nothing. So I thought, well, this is when it's good to have a few ideas in the can, a few things that you just don't you know, don't feel like you have to vomit all your information on your on your listeners all, all at once. Have a few things left to talk about, and I actually did. We've never done this before. Just did a little monocast, and I walked through all of the resources we have available for our coaches on our website. And so I told him how to go there and how to get that. I was like, Hey, this is one of those where you can go to this tab or you can get a, get a pencil, you know, get a pen, a piece of paper, and you can just, you know, pause the video as we walk through these things. But I walked through all the resources that were available to them as a listener to us. And I just made a little 30 minute resources video. So I think it's good if you're doing live again, I've had situations where I've done live and the guests haven't shown. You just cancel the live show. It's not like no one's going to punch in the face, right? So (laughs) you're, you can do that as well. But I I did find it was really, really helpful to have, uh, to have that kind of in the, in the can, in the, in the bag. I could just pull it out and do it and they were appreciative of it. And so things don't always go your way. It might be good if you're in that situation. Most podcasters are not Dave in that situation, but I had, you know, I had 25 people show up to listen to this podcast live and you kind of just don't want to go, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I look like an idiot. 
they were appreciative that uh, we at least pulled out a 30-minute resources show. That's wild. Yeah, I've uh, that is something that I, I need to do religiously, and that is if I have any kind of meeting or consulting or whatever set up, the first thing you do that morning is send an email to that person going, can you please confirm you're showing up tonight at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time or whatever? Be sure to include your time zone, everything like that, because I have found that any time I've ever had any kind of miscommunication or somebody doesn't show or whatever, those are the days that I just, and it, even if it's somebody that who's always there and always, and it's not that people are being rude, uh, it's just that, you know, we're all busy and then you forget about it. So that is something I'm trying to do because I had a thing a couple of weeks ago where I had two people cancel. Well, they didn't cancel. They just didn't show up, you know? And then I think I mentioned this, the one I went back and looked at the details and it was like, you know, obviously a fake name. Somebody just played with my uh, appointment. Yeah. That's the, I think one of the drawbacks to having those scheduling tools, I don't do it. I, I, I just put them on a spreadsheet and I call my guests and, you know, we track them down. I track and, and I schedule about seven weeks out. I'm, I'm finding more and more of my guests are asking, okay, What's the link to your scheduling application? You know, I've, I mm-hmm. invite a lot of podcasters onto my program. And so they're kind of used to that or know about it. The average guy doesn't really expect that, but many of them do. So that's starting to take hold, I think, in the community as folks having a, a scheduling application for you to go back to. Steven in the chat room says he thought of me this week as he was traveling with his ATR 2100 with the USB cable. And I've talked about this before that it's really important to unplug that USB cable when you're done with it. And don't, a lot of folks, everybody I interview that's non-techie, they just, they pull it out and they wrap that cord around the mic to give it back to me and they do not unplug it from the mic itself. And if you hit that just right, you're going to snap that solder on the, you know, on the plug and your your 2100 is done. Done. Buy a new one. (laughs) I mean... if you're if you're good at soldering, you could probably go back in and fix it. But we tried and it didn't work very well. Yeah, I did the same thing when I was in Chicago and I was packing up mine. I was like, oh, got to make Jim happy. You know, <laughs> Jim is saving me 50 bucks. 50, uh, I'm telling there. you, we've we have broken a few of those. And uh, I have two in my office that I use. One, I've just turned into a display kind of thing. It just sits on my shelf in the right. Uh, and, and I've thought about making um, awards, uh, the broken ones that we, you know, we mounted onto something and then for somebody who's been a helpful to our to uh, what we're doing from a podcasting just give it to them because there's not much you can do with the microphones once they're broken um they, we've even taken it apart just to see if there's anything in there like we can fix them i've got a guy who's pretty good at that and they're like no nah, it's not worth 50 bucks right even at 75 bucks you're kind of like mm. and again it's corporate money so i have to be very very careful like when this is your own money it's a little bit different but i have 30 microphones that sit in a that, that are somewhere in the world or sit in a drawer waiting to be shipped at any given time. So it's, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Craig says the broken mics award. Uh, well, for most people, it looked cool. Like if you, you know, if you came up with a thing and you mounted the mic on there, thanks for all the work on the webcasts that we do. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. And then John mentions the 2100 has a lifetime warranty. Not um, for that. They don't. Nope. That's really? abuse. My friend, that is abuse. If you uh, break that solder, that is abuse. They will not replace it. Hmm. If it stops working, yes. If it, you break it, no. Yeah. So now, could you ship it back and could somebody go, no, it's okay, and could they replace it? Sure. It's always worth It's always worth trying uh, that. But I, I'm not a big RMA fan when I've broken it. Like, I just don't think that's being honest. 
Right. So we have not shipped those back. When we break them, I don't ship them back. If they've, uh, we did RMA one that quit and they sent it, you know, that indeed stopped working. But I'm not a big fan. If I break it, I'm not going to, that's abuse. Yeah. Then uh, Rob mentions that I should maybe take deposits on, especially my consulting stuff. I actually switched. Yeah. I, uh, I used to not charge for somebody up front and then send them an invoice afterwards. And, after having two cancel in one week, I, I'm spending more money on that. But the fact that I now, because I would sit there for, in some cases, 15 minutes, 20 minutes waiting for the person to show up. And so I'm now getting that time back. And it's nice to just kind of go, here's somebody who's a 30 minute thing and you check your PayPal and there it yep. is. And like, All right, done. Goes back to that guy who was charging. Remember, we got, you yeah, know, we kind of went a little sideways. Like, you're charging me 75 bucks. And he really just did that to be, um, to make sure people would show up, you know, yeah. kinda, kinda it was like a cover it. charge to, uh, yeah. to be interviewed. Yeah, but yeah. he said he, he didn't have anybody else canceling on him. I think it was 50 bucks or whatever it was to be interviewed. And I think you make it five bucks, but I, that seems a little yeah. awkward. I mean, doesn't that seem a little awkward to like, Hey, I'm, you come on my show. It's five bucks. Yeah. And I guess if they're, if they're requesting, it's different. If they're requesting to be on your show, if it comes right. from them, and then you're like, it, I, I might even concern, I might even uh, consider returning it. If, you know, if you use PayPal, right. you're going to lose money in that transaction, right? It's, right. But if you could find some way to return it when you're done, that, that would at least hold the guest. Uh, mail me, mail me a check and I will. <laughs> that seems a little extreme. I, I think for most of us, uh, just if the guest bails on you, you know what? Do something different. It's have some things in the can. Do, do something. Be ready. Be flexible. Do something different. And if you don't get a podcast out that week, not the end of the world. That's right. Just, uh, you know, it's uh, no one will punch you in the face. Right. Not exactly. at all. Ryan K. Stephen asked a great question, Dave. When you travel, uh, and I do this a lot, what's in your bag? Like what kind of gear do you, do you put in your bag? So with my 2100, I always carry at least an Alesis Multimix 4. That's the one with the two US, the two uh, XLR. All the necessary cables. I like to carry a headphone uh, amplifier if I can. If I'm if I'm doing multiple guests, those are forty to sixty bucks. Uh, you can get as cheap as thirty, probably if you want to. Um, I like to have one of those available for for me. I don't like headphones, so I always carry some disposable US or some uh, disposable earbuds for guests too. If you want to do it that way, or the guest doesn't even really need to hear the sound coming back. To be honest, you can if you're interviewing them, they don't care what it sounds like as long as you know what's happening. I carry a portable recorder. I have a Tascam 7, DR07, the older version of it. Works great for me when I do what I need to do. And then all the associated cables. That's kind of my that's kind of my um my travel kit. Oh, and I've recently I've bought those tripods and I've got connectors so I can put cameras on them and those kinds of things, you know, the right screw and uh, connectors so you can put a C920 on. I might throw a C920 in the bag just so I've got an extra one with me. Dave, what do you what do you carry? Well, it used to be. Do I have the right end here? I was laughing because I was pulling this out of my uh, my drawer, and I expected the show to go down as you were pulling cables. Yes, <laughs> um, this is the giant squid audio, and what it is, it's these two little condenser microphones that you clip on, and on the other end, you have a, um, for lack of a better phrase, a headphone jack that goes into that. And I used to plug that into my Roland R O five. And it works great. It's uh, unfortunately a really long cable, so you don't have to stand four inches from each other, which is kind of nice. Um, and the last time I went to Podcast Movement, I just threw uh, a single XR cable and a 2100. I was going to Bob Barker it with a 
a 2100 into my uh, H5 just because it's so easy to just plug it in. Here we go and, and go that route. And then I ended up using my phone when I uh, found somebody in the lobby and everything was all packed up. And I just talked into the, the phone and then put it in front of them. And I was amazed at how well that turned out for just using the the phone on uh, uh, the microphone on my phone. So, and I think a lot of it depends on what you're going to be doing. Like if I'm recording like on the floor of a trade show, I might just use the mics built into the H5 in some cases, if I'm really, because that's the thing you don't realize when you're on um, location, just carrying around crap. Um, I know for me, my, my laptop case was getting really, really heavy. So you, you kind of only want to bring the stuff you need. And so in some cases, I might just use the mic built into the, the H5. Now my H5, I found out those microphones on the top are not exactly the most durable things in the world. So I think that option for me is done. Although I can actually um, have a, you can actually order that again, that little attachment. Um, but for me, if I was going to be recording two people and I was going to be sitting down, I'd probably throw two 2100s in there and a couple mics and just, uh, I, I'd have to play to see how much handling noise a 2100 gets. Um, to if I could have people they get a little, it's not you know, great, a little noisy, then I'd probably it's not great. I might tape it. You know, I might do some black electrical tape around the outside of a 2100 because you, you get this fuzzy sound when you rub up and down it. So nice. Well, he's in this week. He tried last week. Uh, DJ city. How's it going, buddy? Ah, not too bad, Dave. Um, honestly, I'm getting rid of the uh, DJ City. As you know, I sent you an email a couple of weeks ago. It was actually a company that uh, contacted me about five years ago to get my uh, handle off of me, believe it or not. Okay. Because now they're now a, uh, an official company and they've uh, licensed the name DJ City, believe it or not. Wow. So they're uh-huh. paying you. They're paying you for it, or are they just well, no, asking you nicely for it? They asked. No, they paid me about a couple of years ago on Facebook. They said we were looking for this name, and we noticed that you took it. I'm like going, okay, fine. Um, sure, I don't mind helping you guys out. And they said, well, one hundred dollars. We'll pay you a hundred dollars for it. I said, fine. That sounds that sounds okay. And I asked them if I could still use the handle. They said, sure, it's not a problem. We understand. You know, you've built the name under under that name, so go ahead. So I started changing, you know, the handle around a little, you know, of TJX. Well, they actually sent a letter to um, to Apple asking me to cease and desist using the name TJ City as my as my handle. So, so, so even after they had agreed, then they kind of reneged and went to Apple, right? Is that what happened? Yeah, because apparently there's like 500 people that have been destroying their name across the internet for the company, mm-hmm. using their handle and putting out stuff that they considered was mediocre. Uh, they did apologize greatly. Like I had the guy, like I had the CEO of the company message me and go, "Oh crap, we forgot that you were that person." Um, we are here's the situation and they explained it and I fired an email back saying, okay, yeah, I can understand your situation. I can understand where you're coming from. And yeah. So right now I'm in the process of rebranding myself. Fun. Well, yeah, but well, I'm going to use good, my good opportunity to cover some sins from the past. You know, well, that's what the, I'm thinking too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think a rebrand every couple of years is necessarily a bad exercise because you you change, you do things differently. You kind of learn some things about yourself and you're like, uh, like I wouldn't go at the average guy.tv again if 
if I put so much time and money into that name that I'm not going to ditch it now, but, but I wouldn't do it again. So you learn some things, right? You kind of go, Oh, you get a chance to do something new. It's not why, bad. Why, why is that? What's, what's, what didn't work with that? Well, that for me, want to change. Yeah. I just get a lot of questions like, like you're, you know, Hey, the stuff you cover is not average guy stuff. Right. Uh, it, so our shows are, are pretty techie and especially cyber frontiers is really techie. And it was supposed to be for the average guy and that self-deprecation thing never really worked. So I wouldn't do it again, but it took me, I mean, finally, after four years, people are starting to go, Oh, you're the average guy stuff. Right. And so it's sticking now. Right. I probably would have done something different, more geekery if I had, uh, if I were to do it all all over again. So I think there's a great chance for some rebranding there and and a chance for you to tweak what you're doing. What do you think you'll go with? Well, I'm just going to go with my basic, with just my name oh. and just, uh, you know, there stick you with that for the time being. I'm not going to use my last name. Uh, I don't know if I've said this story before, but I had a stalker about when I was, what, uh, 22. So, yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> don't want that again. Uh, that was scary, scary, scary crap. Really? I put my picture out on a dating app, a dating site with my first last name back in the day when dating sites used to request that information. Right. And yeah, I had a stalker all the way from Germany. Nice. Uh, actually track me down. Oh, that's a little spooky. You open up the door yeah. and there she is. No, I got a somehow she got a hold of my cell phone number. Contacted me right out of the blue. I was like, "Whoa, okay, this is got too freaky." So I never I basically had the number changed. Uh somehow she got a hold of where I lived that that got really worried when the company when I contacted the company and they said oh this person requested the information we passed it out I'm like are you you gave my personal information out <laughs> yeah that's a little uh, that's not cool yeah at uh, least uh, but the reason I'm calling is um, looking at launching a new show and I know that you guys are using Patreon and all the other um, Ins and outs. I'm just wondering what works the best for you know if people wanted to donate money. Have you seen which app works better than others? There are a couple things. Patreon is kind of cool because you, in a sense, have the ability to give something back. There's these little rewards things. Um, but like there is, I think it's Cash.me. Make sure I got the website right. Cash.me is from Square. And PayPal has something similar. I think it's paypal.me. And these are handy for people that when you send them to like a donate page and they have to fill out stuff, this is just like, what's your, what's your amount? What's your card number hit go? I was like, that's kind of cool. Um, so that, those would be my, I like square just because it's not, you, you are going to have people that hate PayPal. And then PayPal, there are a bazillion people that don't have a problem with PayPal. Patreon ends up taking more money than pay, than PayPal, and because uh, they end up taking close to ten percent, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, it's pretty that, close, seven to yeah. ten, depending on how much how much you get. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, Patreon allows you to almost make your own little private membership site because you can communicate. Like today, I sent a thing to Frank and somebody else that's saying, "Hey." Um, I'm so happy that you've, you've been a patron, but you haven't given me a website. All I, all I have is their email address. And I'm like, I would love to, to plug whatever you have to plug. 
Um, and I was able to email them. So it's almost like a little private membership site without being a membership site. So if you wanted to really build a community that way, that's something you can't get from PayPal and Cash.me and Stripe and all these other places because those are just ways of receiving money. I think the 10% at Patreon is worth it. Uh, you know, yeah. a lot of podcasters complain that oh, I don't have money. It's a hobby, whatever. Well, with Patreon, there's no money up front for you. You're losing a little bit of what you get from folks who, you know, pledge to you. But there's no out-of-pocket costs for you. And so it's a great way to kind of, if you're in that situation on a limited budget, uh, you know, not a lot of money to invest back into it. I think Patreon's 10%, even at 10, That's and that's the high end is really, really worth it. Like Dave said, you could, you could create kind of private, you can get a private feed in there. You can, you know, we, I've done a couple things with it. I just produced a limited edition sticker that I'm going to put out for a certain pledge amount. We're only going to give 30 of them away. And, um, it, it, you know, you can do some fun things like that. So I think for the price, I think Patreon's got it going on and, and it works. I mean, it's, they have a really nice interface. They charge once a month. It's easy to manage. They've got great reporting. So that's that'd be my recommendation going and shooting out the door. Yeah. yeah. I would, it, it, so it kind of depends on what you're trying to build over sure. there. But sure. if you're just trying to make it easy for people to pay you, okay, PayPal, cash.me. Um, if you're looking to build more of a community, definitely Patreon at this point. Okay. Yeah, because like I said, I'm, I'm working on a couple new podcasts. I'm going to rebrand uh, TJX because TJX has gone to the um, basically has um, hit the wall of death, as I would like to put it. Okay. <laughs> Only because of my hours and shifts and everything else. But other than that, that's about it. Cool. Awesome, my friend. Well, good luck with the All launch. Right. Thanks for calling in. Keep us posted. I oh, will do. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. You bet. Have a good Have one. A good one. Dave, I think we're going to see more of that happen in the future as podcasters um, get the, the name thing where, uh, like he was mentioning, he's got a name that somebody else wants. And I think we're going to see more of that where bigger companies are going to come asking for those names. So, so there he goes. I, I think as podcasters, we have to watch that. If you've, got, if you've picked up a name, especially if you've picked up a brand name, you, you may have some companies coming to you and either one of two things, they want to work with you or they're going to, they're going to fire off a cease and desist and say, well, you know, be careful. We talk about music a lot at being one of those things not to put in your podcast because, you know, especially licensed music because of the right. dangers of it. I think you have to be really careful about what you title your podcast from a, you know, from a naming perspective, because if you use any kind of brand name in it, man, you, you are asking for, questions well and, and then again be very careful with the images you use i had somebody this week at libsyn that was getting ready to put something in it was all about uh the nba and so his logo was like every single team's logo on you know the album art and the album art what caught my eyes is album art was not the right size i went over and i said hey i'm not telling you you know your podcast is your podcast but you know, uh, Major League Baseball, NFL, all these people have come in and removed people just for using the name of a club and you have their official logos. So tread with care, you know, and DJ City, for the record, I have uh, I've, I've removed you numerous times from the so I just muted his mic. Um, so I don't know. It's weird. His camera's gone. But I can't I, hear him. I can't hear yeah. him. No, it's camera's out. So, It'll drop here in a second, maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe he's still there. I'm, I'm glad we have an open seat still. So that's the good news. But yeah, so that was the one that uh, 
you know, uh, going back to man early, um, probably 2007, uh, Rich Palmer's uh, a member of the school podcasting and he had, he lives in Ohio in a place called Miami Valley. And it was a, a show where he spotlighted local musicians. It was called the Miami Valley music cast. And there's a company that had music cast. And even though his was music cast and theirs was music cast, they still gave him a season desist and he had to go and change the name to, uh, to something. So, but don't, don't be afraid, right? I mean, just go right. in eyes wide open. Yeah. And if you're going to be taking a brand and you're going to be talking about that brand, man, you might even want to just check with the company and just say, Hey, here's what I'm doing. Are you okay with that? And get some yeah. kind of signed. Hey, real quick, before I forget, Ross Brand had me on his uh, live stream universe program this week. We talked about podcasting and so appreciate what Ross is doing out there. You want to, if you want to kind of look at a guy who is hustling it, and and that's a good word, by the way. I'm using I'm using the word hustle in a good in a good term. I know in the I know that always has always haven't had a good connotation, but I think in this these years we think that's a good hustle, right? Effort, work, taking advantage of social media and everything. Ross is on top of it, and so if you want to see all the things he's doing, I think he produces a daily video that updates. Like it's, it's like a network. Hey, here's what's going on. Here's what's going on in the network. We've got a super pro. We've got this coming up and this guest coming up. And I got tweets all the time as he was coming up. He posted, made it available to my Facebook page. Never made me feel like I was obligated to do it, but he was doing all this promotion for me. I was on the show Monday. I think that's already out at livestreamuniverse.com if you want to check it out. We talked a little bit about podcasting on it. Dave, I mentioned you a couple of times in there for sure. Ross is really doing some amazing things, including he's using FireTalk. So if you are interested to see what FireTalk looks like from a, what's produced on the backside, we had a little issue, if you watch the video, where my video was a little bit ahead of his. And so it looks like I'm interrupting him every single time he cuts over to me. He's asking me a question, and I jump in in the middle of the question to answer it. it makes me look like a real douche. But it, <laughs> it's, um, it, that wasn't the way it was in the interview. Uh, you know, I waited for him to finish talking, but, um, uh, so fire talk, is it, is it a ready replacement for blab? It's pretty good. It's got good chats, it's got some good features in it. Does video like this. Um, uh, we had some video problems on the backside and you can see it. So it's maybe not totally ready yet, but could it replace blab? Yeah, maybe. Well, so, was that going on as you're recording it or was that just the playback? No, just in the playback, just in the okay. video recorded. So it seems like they're having, they had, when they were stitching the video together, they had some timing issues because it was consistent throughout the whole video. Right. So would I jump to FireTalk and use it as my full time, prime time? No, not yet. I wouldn't be ready for it. I appreciate Ross uh, going out there and giving it a try. He's full, I mean, he is really rocking it with that. Um, and that's kind of what he's chosen to do i'm still going to stay on google hangouts just that's just the way i like it for now but it's i think FireTalk's one to keep an eye on this web rtc they all have problems with video timing and with bandwidth and with right i mean those are going to be things these companies have to fix over the next you know whatever six months to a year or whatever figure out how to make it somebody will get it right uh so here's my thoughts uh I couldn't log into my own blab today. Luckily, I was able to get in third try, and DJ City is stuck here. Are we done with blab at this point? Are we still going to look? I don't know. No. I don't know. Give what, it one what, more what, shot. What would we go to? We'll go back to Hangouts? We'll go back to Hangouts, and then we would probably make a link every week for people to go in and then just pray that 
And, and really, I think that would work. And then they would just have to eject themselves. And if they don't, I will eject you, which means you're done. You can't get back into it. So um, that would be probably the way we would go. Yeah. You know, what you got to try is like just set up a record, a voice recorded number that they could call and leave that question live during the show. And then we could just play it in. Play them in. Uh, although that's not great either. That's kind of, you know, it's all you do is get the question and we love the audience interaction. It's fun yeah. to question them back and forth. So still not, there's no perfect solution at this point. No. To do what we're trying to do. Right? Not with audio and video, at least. You know, we, we had the, the audio thing for a while. But even that, um, that worked, but we didn't get as many callers as we do now. And a lot of people just stuck with the chat as they do here. We definitely get more questions from the chat than we do uh, people piping in because it's Saturday and they haven't taken a shower yet. And, you know, they're in their jammies and things like that. At least they have a shirt on. I had a guy show up with no shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you not know you were going to be on the podcast? I mean, you clicked join. Could yeah. you throw a shirt on? I mean, it doesn't have to be much. Could even be a tank. But geez, throw a shirt on. Something. Holy cow. <laughs> the other thing I saw over at Blueberry is they are launching, and I had the URL and I just closed it. Hug on it. Um, but it was interesting on the, the latest episode of the Power Press podcast. I think that's what they call that, the, the Blueberry podcast. And she had Todd on there. And um, they were explaining that, and I'm I'm stealing some of my thunder probably for a future SOP. They were explaining how people would sign up to say, I'm interested in having advertisers. Todd would send out a thing and say, hey, guess what? We've got some advertisers. And he wouldn't hear back from anybody. And then in some cases, you know, people go, they would actually email him back and say, I'm in on this. My numbers are filled out. I've done all this. He'd go to the buyer and he'd say, we have 20 podcasters ready to advertise. And then they'd pull the trigger and six of the podcasters would go, oh, I'm going on vacation. And so he's created this thing uh, that basically, if you sign up to basically say, no, I'm serious about advertising, you get a 70-30 split. So you get 70% of the money. Todd takes 30. If you don't, you get a 50-50 split because in general – if you're not willing to say, yes, I'm really interested in that, you're probably going to be a little uh, high maintenance. Yeah. 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 I think it's a good call. Put put some money on the line. Same idea as what we talked about with the guests, right? Yeah. And it's it's not really anything a whole lot new. It's just, it's it's getting, you're basically saying, yes, I will check my email at least once a day to see if there's anything coming. And I will reply within a day once I get the information. It's just basically putting a, a, you know, you're putting your flag in the ground or whatever saying, yes, I'm, I'm serious about this uh, because I felt bad. He had a thing for faith-based shows and I have one that's not very consistent and I didn't get back to him. And uh, which it turns out, he says in there that he actually had a guy and then the, the advertiser pulled out um, and said he might come back later. But I was like, yeah, I'm guilty of that. I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to get back to that. And then I never did. So um, I've, but I've, I just thought, yeah, I've thought about using that from time to time and, I get all my stuff filled out for Todd, and then I'm like, oh, I I'm, I, I don't want to be that. I, I if I if I'm going to do it, I want to do it. I don't want to kind of be half-ass or not do it right or whatever. And there's a lot to it if you're going to if you're going to get in. I think there's some great stuff going on with Todd if you can if you can work it and partner with him yeah. and show consistency and some good numbers. I think there's some great stuff there to do. I just, I never wanted to let him down. You know, it's like, I'd be that guy who'd get started and then I'd forget. <laughs> like, right. 
the show and I'd forget to do the spot or something like that. So I was like, uh, well, there, there is when you get a sponsor, you have to, you know, you have to take put the off. thing in. You, you have to re, you have to report that you did it. You give a timestamp. So if the advertiser wants to hear it, you have to put certain things in your show notes. And this is based on the deal. You don't always have to do this stuff, but it is something that is like, okay, now we have to really do that. And the other thing that I did is I ended up going with an ad just because I wanted to see what it was like, but I wasn't really into the product. It was some sort of web hosting thing for weekly web tools. And uh, that was something I think if I were to do it again, now that I've done one, I wasn't really into the product. I mean, I, I didn't hate the product, but I was like, I wasn't really, I couldn't really say, oh, I love this product because it was something I never right. used. Right. And I was kind of like, hmm. so I wasn't saying I loved it. I was just, here's their bullet points and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, but it was just one, it was like, I think it would be something more, like I have interest, um, uh, Jessica Kufferman at um, JK Agency, he said, guessing, J- jkmagency.com. Let me put a link to that there in the, uh, this is, uh, when you hear us talk about Jesse, Jesse, see, because it's Elsie, it's Elsie and Jessica, hence you get Jesse. Um, She's basically creating kind of a an agency that if you're looking for somebody to go help find sponsorship, and she approached me and said, would you be interested in potentially maybe um, a, a, a FreshBooks ad for the School of Podcasting? And I said, oh, I could do that in a heartbeat. And I said, because I use FreshBooks for the School of Podcasting. And I said, yeah, depending on how long it is and how many, you know, I said, I'm, I'm open to it, you know, and how much money it is. Um, so we'll see. So that if you're looking for... Uh, for someone to kind of partner with you and maybe um, getting that. I hope to have her on the school of podcasting because I'm sure she's finding a lot of people that say that. And then they find out that, Oh, I need this and I need that. And you know, I'm like, what, what is that? Like, what do you need if you're really, if you think you're now ready for advertising, you know, what should you have in place in that whole nine yards? Well, and you, you can affiliate advertise without, you know, we get this question all the time in the Facebook group. You know, what's the numbers? How many do I need to actually get a sponsor? Well, you can use your affiliate relationships like a sponsor and fill yeah. in sponsor spots and start practicing with that. So start getting your audience used to having some commercials in your program. And honestly, for yourself, get used to delivering commercials. That's a talent. That just doesn't, you know, just saying, hey, this is great. We're going to try this, you know, whatever. By the way, I think every sponsor read should be scripted. You should write it. Even if you're reading it, you should get good at reading it. You should practice it. You should it should flow from you. You can go outside your boundaries if you want, but just always smart on a sponsorship uh, to have it scripted. I think just my just my opinion from that standpoint. But I think uh, when you when when you're in that space and you're doing those kinds of things, you can use affiliate relationships. I've heard people do this with Audible and with hosting, and you know with those kinds of products where it's not they haven't directly sponsored with you, but you have an affiliate relationship. That's a sponsorship, guys. It's the way that works. It's an affiliate relationship. You can disclose that if you want. But a good opportunity to get your audience used to you doing those things. And then if you do pick up sponsors, uh, you know, uh, then you're ready. you got a spot for them. And this is where a plugin like Pretty Link comes in handy because I just made one as you were doing this. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash cast, we were talking about cast earlier with John Buchanis. Um, if you use that link and sign up, I get whatever, $15 of free service at their, you know, who's whatever. generous is Patreon. Holy cow. If you get something yeah. new on Patreon, that is a seriously generous affiliate relationship that they have there. So 
they obviously see new people as as valuable to them, and so they're giving out a pretty good bounty uh, right now. If you if you you know you get a new sign up on Patreon, do you have a Patreon affiliate link, Dave? I do. Maybe while I'm talking, you can create one if that's the if that's the case. And if you're not, if you haven't used Patreon, we I just tried this new thing this week. I think I mentioned it. We have stickers available. I mean, for a three dollar pledge, you can just do it one time. The month that you make the pledge, I will I will physically mail you a Home Gadget Geeks limited edition sticker. A lot of folks limited edition. Limited. Well, it's one of those FOMO things, right? You wanna, you don't wanna. When you create and put a number on it, and this will be, I'm gonna print some of these, and we're not gonna print them again. Um, then the, you know there'll be another printing. It'll be something different, but um, we're we're gonna do thirty. If you go out to Patreon.com/slash/TheAverageGuy, I think it's the average guy is what gets you there. Then you can um, you can you know for for I have a dollar. Like hey, if you just want to join in, awesome. Like you're awesome if you do this. A three dollar gets you the sticker, and a five dollar gets you mentioned on the show. So I'm I'm trying it out. I you know I want to kind of see. I want to stay involved in what's going on with Patreon. But that's kind of how I've laid it out. I've seen guys use goals for that value. Hey, we're trying, we're shooting for a thousand dollar goal to then we'll do this thing with the podcast when we reach that goal. That's another great way instead of using Kickstarter, although Kickstarter is a little bit cheaper. But um, instead of using a Kickstarter, you could use Patreon for some of those smaller goals that you, you don't have to fire up a full Kickstarter for. So very powerful uh, from a, from a podcasting standpoint. I think it's a great tool. They, they, those guys are really hitting it over there. And if you want to try Patreon, you could go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash try Patreon. That's nice. P-A-T-R-E-O-N because apparently I've used slash Patreon for something else. I can't make a pretty link for that. Yeah, you can earn up to $500 each time you invite a creator to Patreon. So I don't know what the up to means. Uh, there must be some things. They must have to reach a certain level. Sounds a little multi-level marketing. But that from that standpoint, there are, there is a bounty out there. Yeah, it says here number of patrons you get, let's see, 30 or more, you get, oh, there's a bonus. Invite a creator using the message or the referral link below. After they launch, they'll have 30 days to get as many patrons as possible. After 30 days, you both earn a reward based on how many. Oh, so if they, so let's say I sign up John Buchanan or uh, DJ City or what's uh, whatever his name is. He's got the, the formerly known as DJ City. Right. Um, TRX. Um, and he gets 30 people to sign up as patrons I would get a $50 bonus. They would get a $50 bonus. So interesting. I haven't, I, I knew this was here. I've looked at it and was kind of like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, but I haven't really, they got some nice links here. You can actually, when you log into your Patreon account, there's a link there for Twitter and Facebook. And apparently they can make a launch page for you. If you wanted that done, I'm not sure how I just, but, uh, for you, Dave, this is your perfect for ask the podcast or for, uh, well, for this show and for school yeah. podcasting, you could open yeah. your show by saying, Hey, this is sponsored by patreon get your you know get your access to a you know place you can get sponsors yeah. to come and join you come through my link you know at blah blah blah.com you could run that on your show for four weeks and that could be your opening kind of an opening spot as an ad and uh you know 50 bucks per and that must be a limit of 10 then if, if it's up to 500 bucks so they must give 50 each way until uh, uh, 10 or more and then they probably stop that point but there's still not a lot of people i mean there are some using patreon i see more and more doing it but from a podcasting yeah. standpoint that could be your opening ad you never know well speaking of patreon if you want to become one of our awesome 
patron supporters, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And you could be like awesome people like Andy Sokolovich from unleashedstrengths.com, Barry Kessler from barrykessler.com, uh, Dale Henninger and Frank Brill. Frank was actually one of the guys coming in. I was going to ask him, like, what's your website, buddy? Uh, same thing for Dale. Um, Josh Rivers from, uh, and I got to fix Josh's name. I have him as Josh River. And there's actually two of them. It's Josh Rivers. Um, and uh, he's over at uh, creativestudio.academy. Of course, the one and only Stargate pioneer from betterpodcasting.com. And Stargate, is that the website you want us to plug? Or do you want us to be, because I know he does Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and about 50 other podcasts. And um, so thanks, guys, for being a supporter. Here's what we're going to do, Jim, because I, I thought about this. Uh, I'm going to change it up. Every week we will name everybody who donates $10 or more. And then at the beginning of the month, we're going to list everybody's name. Nice. I just feel bad. That's a nice. Like, you know, no, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. So. Maybe you want to up mine. I did five uh, for the show and I like to support. I've been support a bunch of people out on Patreon. It's kind of cool. And it, it actually it gives me some financial incentive to be a part of what they're doing. You know, from a podcasting standpoint, you take a different interest in a podcast when you support it financially. And so I like that. And um, and so I'm, I want to get my name read every week. I think I'm going to have to up it to 10 bucks. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's interesting because I know it's hard to unsubscribe once you once you give someone your because there's somebody's show I don't listen to anymore because they kind of changed it. And I'm like, eh. but I still support them on Patreon because I don't want to all of a sudden see my name disappear or, you know, it's like, hey, what's up, man? We well, can't afford the five bucks. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I think that's so. I think that's valid. I don't think Patreon is something it's a one and forever like you're married. Yeah. You know, I, I fully expect with this sticker campaign that folks will support it for a month or two and then they'll drop off. And that's OK. I don't I don't expect three dollars every month for one sticker. But that being said, you get your listeners. Right. So the next time you do a Patreon um, you know, campaign for something else, for those that have done it already, they're familiar with it. It's not so scary. So. You're just kind of greasing the wheels to kind of help them help you. And and for for our patrons, I know I'm behind on getting post-show stuff. That's on my list of things to do today. Because um, I was actually behind. I just got the last week's show just, talk to you just this that, morning. Dave. I was just wondering this morning, when's that post-show content? Yeah, so it's coming. <laughs> but uh, Jim, what's coming up on Ask the, uh, Ask the Podcast Coach? That would be this show. What's coming well, up on Well, the, here we're going to talk about podcasting and all those yeah, kinds of answer things. Answer people's no. questions. We, uh, we actually spent uh, last uh, Thursday talking about Chromebooks. So if you are, this is a topic, like it's bigger than you think. So if you're like, Chromebook, what? Might want to head over. I haven't posted it yet. But sometime this weekend, head over to TheAverageGuy.tv. And uh, we have a whole show. We talk about Chromebooks, where they're at, status of them, who's using them, and how they're being used. Awesome. And uh, at the School of Podcasting, I am, uh, there are certain ingredients that make a good podcast. And I found one episode that had like every, almost every single one of them. And so I brought the, um, the producer on David Hooper from uh, red podcast to go like, how did you like, was this planned? Did it just, was it an accident or whatever? And uh really good show. And uh, he, he gave me a sound bite That's almost as good as nobody will punch you in the face. It's uh it's pretty hilarious. So I was like, Oh dude, I got and And I found out later he had to clean it up. Usually there's, there's F bombs involved with the, uh, the the thing but uh we're here every saturday and for anybody watching we're not actually leaving we're going to do a little post show but uh for the rest of you we're leaving we're here every saturday 10 30 eastern standard time at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live.